Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Flames Fancast. It is Sunday afternoon of the Heritage Classic, October 29th. We are recording around 1.45 in the afternoon. Just going to give you a little Heritage Classic preview and, you know, address our uh, absolutely beautiful start to the season so far. But hey, Jank, welcome. How are you? Oh, I, I, I hate life right now. The fucking Flames are just fucking my zen up, as usual. <laughs> And you know what? Like, they can go fuck themselves because, and you can take that fucking agenda you wrote and shove it up your ass. Like, we should just be talking about one thing how much we suck and what the fuck was going to happen with this team. I actually wrote two agendas because I lost the first one. <laughs> I don't know how, but then I rewrote it when I got here. But... See, they're fucking with your Zen too. Yeah. Now they, you're they forgetting are. shit. You never forget but, anything. But, you know, before we get into it, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. It's really hard to be a Flames fan right now, so that you know, sense of community, sense of togetherness is extra important. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, at least the fans. It takes a village, Tyler. Yeah, and this our, village is fucking this, this, broken right now. This team isn't doing anything to to help the village, so we need to. We need to. Where's, in your opinion, <clears throat> what is the the most broken thing about the Flames? Everything. <laughs> the most broken thing. Is I don't know why I don't I even questions. know from top to bottom. I mean, like it's all broken. I, but the most broken right now is there's a complete in like our forwards are so out of sync, and our team looks completely out of sync from a structure, tactic, whatever the fuck that is on the ice. It's broken from from goal scoring. I think first goaltending has been fine. Yeah, in fact, goaltending, goaltending has been, been great. The best thing about this team uh, so Honestly, far. like, Markstrom does not deserve any type of criticism whatsoever. Sure, maybe he let in the odd little kind of questionable, but that's probably because, you know, he was saving, like, <laughs> crazy-ass shots before then. So I think the forwards are the number one problem right now. They're not producing at all. Um, our, our special teams suck. Our penalty... Well, special teams, I talk about power play, it sucks. Why the fuck is Backlund carrying the puck in? You got to give it to your fastest player. If you're going to do this little dink fucking drop pass bullshit that I fucking hate, give it to someone that's fast and knows how to control the puck into the zone. Don't give it to Backlund. They did that uh, against, um, not the Rangers, but the game after that. St. Louis? St. Louis. Dude, the guy brings it in, loses the fucking puck every time, right? I think the coaching staff is number two. The coaching staff, like, what, what are you guys trying to play here? What are, you, what are we doing here? It doesn't look like a unit. Like it doesn't look like the players know what they want to do or what they're instructed to do. It's this creative freedom bullshit that we're hearing yeah. about. But you, you know, what the problem is you need good players for that. We don't have good players for that. No, right. So that's kind of my top two, I guess. I, I mean, with regard to our forwards, and exactly, I remember in preseason that Huska was talking about kind of. Allowing the forwards, if you will, a space to breathe and that creativity. And we do not have the players for that. This team is so uncreative. There is no kind of imagination or inventiveness or any kind of penetration when entering the zone. It is just so predictable and it is so boring to watch. I watch the games and I am just bored. Like I watch other teams enter our zone with 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 danger and panache, and and they're coming in, in in a penetrating way. They're cutting towards the net. They're making opportunities. They're getting passes towards their players' sticks. Imagine that. Our team enters the zone and it's kind of in the half boards, and it's a dump behind the net, or it's a it's a stop and a cycle it back. And sure, we cycle a puck well sometimes, but we're not creating anything well, and it, we're not yeah. looking very dangerous it looks more of a scramble though yeah right? it's like it is a scramble I, once i'm just we trying get to zone. find some kind of positive because there have been moments where i looked at us and said you know what we're cycling it okay we're keeping possession okay but we're not creating anything out of that no like where again huberto is eight games four points yeah. all right eight games yeah. four points and how S- many sutter's go- gone guys sutter is gone there is no excuse there is no excuse. It's on you now. It's on you to perform. And I don't like these players who come out, Kadri. I know exactly what I need to do to get out of this, this funk. Well, why aren't you doing it? How come it's not happening for you? Why is it not happening that you're getting out of this funk? Why aren't you making that happen? And a lot of those untangibles aren't there with this team. It just looks like effort is 
three quarters, 75%, a little bit here, a little bit there. I remember specifically a, a goal where Saren Govich kind of does a half block, not actually getting in the shooting lane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's, there's flashes of brilliance from these guys, but then there's just utter disappointment. Yeah. And I, the one, the, those forwards, the forwards are not, we have no identity because I can't remember who said it, one of the players, but like, we're working on our identity this year and we want it to be speed. And what, immediately, what, what identity, man? Well, immediately, what speed? I exactly. I was, who the fuck is fast on this team outside <laughs> of like Dubé and maybe Manjipane? No one. And I, I looked at that and I thought, we have no, we have no speed. That's not our identity. Well, that's we our are first not problem. We a don't fast even, team. We don't even recognize what we're good at. Not that we're good at anything, but like speed is fucking not anywhere near what our quote unquote strengths. Are. I, I can't remember who said that, but good I, Lord, I remember man. it. It struck oh, me and it's like, yeah, you're out to lunch. And then Zadorov comes out. We're a bunch of individuals. We need to play like a team. Yeah, that's like the best fucking critique I've heard. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's kind of a you know an age old criticism of teams who aren't doing well. I know, but at least he's like, well, it's not. He's like, there's nothing good here. There's nothing good here. We suck. Didn't he say we plan like shit? Some, he got uh, fucking uh, uh, censored out or whatever. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Well, we are. We got booed off the ice against St. Louis. Yeah, good. You fucking deserve it. What the fuck is this? The headline on TSN, I think, was a putrid performance. Pu- putrid. Well, putrid is probably one way to say it. I mean, I don't know if I really want to vomit after that. I just want to fucking... I, you know what? I, like, the one thing that I don't want is so... Okay, my disappointment slash anger right now with the Flames would not be anywhere near where it is if we knew that we were actually going to tank this year. Okay, we entered the season thinking that we have a chance to make like the coaching staff. I'm saying coaching staff and management entering the season thinking we could maybe make the playoffs, maybe make the playoffs with the team that we have, bring in our youth and start building a new core or whatever it is. Right. That's the impression I got before the season started. But now it's like we're looking at this team and they're exactly they're exactly who they thought we who we thought they were. Right. They're exactly what in fact, they're probably a little bit worse than what I thought they would be. But I'd agree. If, but if you came out, and I'm not saying as a GM, Conroy, say, hey, man, we're tanking. No, of co- obviously, you can't really say that. That's just bullshit. But if, if we all kind of knew, the, how we would know is this. You traded a bunch of guys. You traded a Hannafin and Anderson or whatever. You're making it clear that we're rebuilding. But you didn't make that clear. You brought in some youth, great. But you didn't really deal the guys that didn't want to fucking be here. We're in tank denial. That's what it is right now. We are in tank denial because we're just not good enough. We're tanking anyway. So I wouldn't be nearly as upset if we started just fucking dispersing whatever assets that we can, that we can. I know we can't get rid of Hoover. I know we can't get rid of Kadri, but whoever we can and then start getting some picks, start getting some assets, some, start getting some prospects, then I would not be nearly as upset. I'd be like, you know what? There's a plan for this team in a few years now, right? But there is no plan. There's no fucking, there hasn't been a fucking plan since we started this goddamn show, right? We only had one year where I felt like we had a chance to do something. I mean, the the plan is to make the playoffs with this group. Yeah, but that's not the plan. Not with this team. That's (laughs) that's not the plan. That's That's denial. No, we're in tank loser denial. We are in loser denial. You know what loser denial is? Not accepting that you're a fucking loser. We are losers. There's nothing good about this team right now except for Markstrom. And we're making him a loser. He's a loser by osmosis right now because he has no choice. He's sitting there taking all these fucking quality shots against and he has no choice but to like do his best because he's got to look out for his stock, right? I, I at think, some point, well, yeah. maybe someone has to go for him at, as a rental. Maybe. I don't know, right? But he's really the only candidate for it. I think it was in the, uh, in the first period of the St. Louis game, they had two breakaways. One of them was yeah. shorthanded. How I mean, is that remotely acceptable? Like, yeah, I just, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't even be giving away a breakaway in a game, let alone two, two. in a period. And it, the effort to get back on those like break, like there's zero effort. They're just coasting, man. Yeah, it's just. And I'm I, not like, look, Zdorov's one of my favorite players. I'm not absolving him from this. He's had some shit games too, but like, you know, I, I think he's been one of our better players. To but be uh, but that's but I agree. 
I agree. I'm trying not to Which be biased. Which is saying much. My, well, it's actually maybe even saying a lot if you think about it. Because <sighs> it's like, well, if he's your best player, then you guys got to shake it up a bit. Because Zadorov is nowhere near the guy that needs to be the one that steps up for this team. He, he, is, he is a piece of the puzzle, but he is not the core bulk of the puzzle like a Huberto should be, a Kadri should be, a Lindholm should be, an Anderson should be, who does a dumb fucking thing and gets suspended. Like, yeah, that aside was a bad from the hit. suspension, management, you guys should be fucking suspending him for another two games. Don't even let him show up to the fucking arena because you cannot have a player who's supposed to be one of our best players and may be a very integral piece in the future of the Flames, do dumb shit like that. It already, like, it, it should have been a very stern warning after that fucking puck fiasco. What was it, last season, the season before? Yeah, in Ottawa, yeah. In Ottawa. It should have been a, don't do that. You're supposed to be a leader, or we want you to be a leader. You need to show that to us. You're a core piece of this fucking franchise. Then you do this shit? After his suspension is done with the NHL, if I were the GM, I'd be like, you're sitting for two more games because I can't have you doing that. You need to get your shit together. We need you on this team. You're a big piece of our future. Start fucking playing like it. And I know that, like, I, I know emotions get over these players, but you're, you're a fucking professional. Like, you have to, have to show some restraint, right? Install a fucking punching bag in the dressing room if you got that much fucking anger issues, Matt. Like, what are you doing, brother? Like, why are you fucking doing that shit? I just, it's, a, it's a it's loss. It's a head case, man. It's just a look. loss with no time left in the fucking game, man. We need you. That's selfish as fuck. Yeah, it is. It's dirty. It's vicious. It's selfish. It's a bad hit. It, it has no place. Like, it, it's almost intent to injure, I'd say. Uh, and completely. Like, I wanted to just circle back to something we talk about. <clears throat> fuck. Me and maybe this is because we hired Huska in June or was it June or July? I can't remember. We hired Huska in June. We got a new we got a new head coach, and it was so long from the start of the season to, uh, sorry, when we hired between Huska and the start of the season that there there seemed to me there was absolutely no like new coach bounce. Oh, yeah, get, that's you, a good point. You get a new coach, and the players are kind of okay. We got to play for this guy, you know. Up, yeah. I got to work. I got to work hard. I, I got to prove my worth. There was I saw none of that. Absolutely none. And there was just and maybe that's because of the long, you know, between hiring and start of the season period. Maybe that's because they know Huska already. Probably a lot to do with that. But there was none of that new coach bounce, and there was. Nothing about this coaching setup looks any different than what Daryl Sutter did. Now we're getting outshot, and we're still not taking quality chances. Well, it looks less structured, frankly, than Sutter. Yeah, because we're we're letting the offensive guys go. Go out there and score goals. Be creative that <laughs> yeah. you don't have any creativity. Don't worry about it. Just go out there. But this team needs discipline. This team needs structure, and we're not... We're not getting that, and you know if you're if you're telling a player like Huberto, if you take the shackles off and you know you you let him play without the handbrake or defensive responsibility or X, Y, and Z, why does he have four points in eight games? And to me, again, I'm watching the I'm watching the Flames, and part of uh, my lens for the games is like I want to watch someone, and I want to I want them to make themselves noticed. I want to watch a game, and that player stands out. And you know when it happens? It happens in like spurts of a few shifts. Like, oh, I, I noticed uh, Zadorov did a couple things in the span of 10 minutes of this period. I noticed Serengovich. You know, he started playing well, got a goal, had a snipe, really nice. Huberdeau, haven't noticed. If anything, I've noticed his turnovers, which have been fucking pissed. Like, poor. there's been absolutely nothing about the guy that's been that's been noticeable. No, and, you know, no. and they say... Uh, it's too early to panic, yada, yada, yada. But we're 10% into the season. And we're already finding ourselves in a hole we have to dig ourselves out of. You can't just lose, 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 lose and say there's nothing to worry about. It's the yeah. fashion that we're losing and, and to. What, what, part of, what part of this team has any confidence in the fact that, oh, we're going to come back and we're going to have a great final 75% of the season or a better second half? Not, none of that. I don't feel any of that. Like, I feel... A very limited amount of hope that these guys can turn it around. Yeah, and and I'm I'm with you. I don't want them to. We need to, we need to suffer, 
and they need to realize changes need to happen. Because you look at this core, oh, what the fuck has Uyghur done? Man, the guy, he, he got a goal the first game, and then... Yeah, he like, started just, off all right. Just, again, unnoticeable. And here, here's my point about Hannafin. So there's rumors about his contract, and the guy said to us, uh, preseason, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in signing with the Flames. Yeah. Wh- it's why not what I want to do. We have the start the way we're starting now, and then the media rumors are coming out saying, you know, an extension is likely with this guy. They're talking and an extension is likely. A, what kind of player in their right mind would look at this team and say, I want to sign with them long term? <laughs> and B, why would we want a player like that on our team? I think he just knows he's going to get paid, and he's not going to get paid on the free market. Whatever Calgary's going to pay him is going to be more than he's going to sign as a UFA. He's going to get a premium here, you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. He's looking at it and saying, I'm going to get a premium. And in fairness, fine, whatever. We're, we've got so much money locked up in absolutely mediocre players that we're just screwed. And... Uh, if if I've drawn a conclusion about the NHL as a whole so far this season, I look at I look at Pittsburgh and Washington in particular. Ovi has declined, and he looks like he's struggling, probably because he's 38 and the game is getting faster and stronger and harder every season that we move forward. It's it's you need to be younger to perform in this game, and I look at Pittsburgh who have. You know they brought in Carlson, and but they have that older core who just seem to be struggling a bit and they're they're kind of getting blown out in some games i mean they they kicked the shit out of us in the third period but even even we had two periods on the road which made us look good and then they came storming back but that's because we're the flames um (laughs) (laughs) we're not very good but those guys it just looks like that older core is starting to catch up with them this year like father time has looked at Crosby and Ovechkin, and I'm starting to see, you know, in Ovechkin's game in particular, that that slowness creep in. Yeah. That agility is not there. He's just getting turned and out hustled, and I'm sure the guy's effort is there, but yeah, nah, I mean, he's not going to break. It's not that this is this an point. Ovechkin podcast, but he's yeah. not going to break Gretzky's he's, he's, record. That's just not at this rate. And it's it's kind of unfair to the guy. All those lockout the lockout seasons where you and and COVID. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, if and even you, then, it's, it's very impressive. Oh, you know, like, probably the greatest natural goal scorer of the game, I'd say. But yeah, I whatever. Can't really, yeah, neither but, here nor there. But I mean, but you back to your point, it's like you know, every team. But it seems like those clubs seem to figure out how to retool and reorganize yeah. like, what they want to have. Like they have a vision, and they have like I don't know whether and it's a three-year listen. plan or five-year plan or whatever. But these these guys are probably listening to their scouts, being like, okay. There's XYZ player coming in like the next three years, next four years, next five years. Yeah. So we need to grab at least one of those guys. And right? the, the team's not going anywhere. You're going to build a new arena. It's going to happen. And it's um, like a 20-year commitment, look right? At, look, at, look at your teams like uh, your Pittsburgh, your Chicago. They, they pay their dues. They respect those good players when they come in. They build that young, talented core, and they keep them there. And they build that chemistry and that camaraderie over time. Boston. Boston does the same thing. Those teams win cups. And yep. we can't keep a core together for more than like three, four seasons. And you, you need to have players that you can build around that are kind of lifetime franchise committed, players. Committed, committed players. Ha- yeah. We don't have that. We had that in Aginla uh, and, and haven't had it since. Well, we had it with Johnny and Monty too. But they left. No, I know. But that's, I mean... That's like Vietnam. It's like a draw. Like, you know, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that, like, I think with, with, with you know, we did yeah. have that with Johnny is what I'm trying to get at. Now, I'm just saying that, like, if he got re-signed and all that stuff, you still, I, I think this franchise is ready to keep building around him. You know, you, right? I, I, That's my I agree. Point. I yeah, agree. Like, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but I think we, we did have that with Johnny too. But again, like the guy wasn't really, I don't think he was totally, we were, we were an afterthought, frankly, right? When he went out, he didn't really get the offers he wanted. Then he wanted to come back. Yeah. Right? You don't, do you really want a guy like that? But, Probably not. You know, right? I think it's, it's hard because I think if we find... You know how it was in his first season? It was Hoodler, and they really gelled? Yep. And then if you find that right-wing guy early, you really make an effort to go out and find that right-wing player who's going to absolutely gel with Johnny. And then you, you, you get that Matthew Kachuk, and you sign him long-term. There's your team. Mm-hmm. 
And and in Monahan maybe you know maybe if Monahan doesn't have so many injuries or Bennett's a different player, all these things, right? If they could have been different, but they weren't. And you know, fuck. Yeah, we that just, was our that was our best shot. Can't since since I think four. it's absolutely foolish if we're not looking at this. At least at least I give Conroy some credit. I was thinking on the way over here. At least Conroy at the beginning of the year wasn't filling tryouts with a bunch of PTOs. Yeah, I and agree. A bunch of that, veteran that was, guys. That was an improvement. And you had a shot to make the roster, and it was up to you. Pelche's injury, unfortunate. I look at Zari. I'm a bit concerned. He's 22 now. I would have liked him to crack the roster, but it didn't happen. You know, he'll probably get a shot at this rate. I hope so because. Well, I mean, this is, need- this is this is the only sense of direction that I got from this fucking management, and this coaching staff. Yeah. No. No more veterans. Some PTOs, but I mean. Listen, you've got these guys signed on long-term deals. And they're supposed to be in the prime of their career. They're supposed to be playing the, the best hockey that they can produce for you. They're not going to get any better, and we should be expecting performance at a certain level. None of them are performing at that certain level. They have regressed hard, and it's, it's costly. It's going to cost us a lot because I don't, I don't know what you do for the next five, six, seven years with these massive shackling contracts. You, how do you even rebuild in that time? I guess you keep them or you find some way, but you need to start sucking. Yeah, <laughs> Which we're well, good we at. are. But, but we're, the, the irony is that we're trying and we're sucking. So like, it's, not like, it's, it, it's not like they... I feel like they can suck more, which is the worst... Yeah. Which is like kind of depressing. Well, I, I think we're gonna find out today because. Well, yeah. Guess I mean, who's back? McDavid. McDavid's back. Well, and you know, it's not like the Oilers are doing much better, but you you just know though. You just know, it's only a matter of time till the Oilers turn their turn around their season because yeah. they have two core pieces that are among the best in NHL, if not the best. Right, McDavid and Drysaddle. It's very hard to find a tandem that's better than those two, or at least, like. There are probably equivalent tandems or whatever, but you know the Oilers' problem is, frankly, in my opinion, like defense and goaltending. But that's just an age-old thing with them since they got McDavid and Drysaddle. But um, you know, but what I'm getting at is that you know that they're going to turn around at some point. They're not going to stay shitty like this all season. They will have some big ass November or something like that. The Flames, on the other hand, what what kind of inspiration are any of us as fans getting? That's going to say this team's going to turn around in November or December. Well, I think this. And if you don't turn around by, to your point, by December or mid December, well, gents, you're 25, 30 ish percent done in the season. So you need to have a fucking Hall of Fame 70% of the season for you to even fucking make the play, like, even have a chance at a wild card spot. And even yeah. then, like, what's, what's the benefit? Well, what's going to happen to this club? You know why I say that point about we, we, should, we should worry early is because I remember criticisms of teams who are shit in the past. There was one particularly in Florida. I remember an interview. It was, you know, to Lolongo or someone like that. And it was like, well, your season's basically over in December. 100%. You guys are, are done. Blah, blah, blah. That, if we continue like this for a month, we're done. It's over. I mean, you look at San Jose. How are they going to come out of that? They're getting shit kicked every single game. Uh, th- there's no way. Their season's over eight games in. Yeah. It's, 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 you're not going to make the playoffs. And everyone knows that. Every, everyone sees that. But, like, we're just, we're in some kind of denial. And, I mean, the only way out of it, I think, is this, is this game today. I mean, if we go out there and we have an absolutely stellar performance and we somehow win, uh, it could be a catalyst to turn the season around. But you know what? I don't think we're going to win, and I think it's going to be McDavid's coming back, and it's going to be the turnaround for the Oilers. We're going to help them get their season going because <laughs> we're the Flames. We're going to show up to the Heritage Classic, get our ass kicked. Markstrom's going to let in two goals in the first seven minutes, and we're going to be 2 nothing down, and then Edmonton's going to parade to a 5-1 win. Like It's just going to be absurd. And we're going to be embarrassed on frickin' Heritage Classic Day, yada, yada, yada. And we're going to show up to the media and say all this stuff. And, yo, we played our best and blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how you fix this absolute clusterfuck that we're in. Because why we're expecting... I mean, 
we should have seen this coming because it's the exact same shit, except slightly worse. Like, we were better under Sutter. Yeah, there, Sutter was... The, but you and I have said this in the podcast, even last season. Like, Sutter's not really the problem. It's, well, I, I, and especially now that I look at this performance in the first eight games, Sutter's not the problem. Like, yeah, I mean... Just the complexion of these players. These guys are... They're soft. And they're they, just not... They cannot back up anything that they say, and they they talk a nice game, but there's just no, there's nothing there. There's no yeah, substance. I don't, it's it's just it's probably the worst mix of chemistry in the NHL right now. Yeah, like from a again from a perspective of operating that you think you can make the playoffs. Like at least when I look at San Jose, or if I look at like I don't know who else is like fucking shit. Like Anaheim, Anaheim, whatever. But. Yeah. You, at least you know, like at least again, there's some sort of like acceptance, or they are accepting yeah. of where their fate's gonna be, and I bet you those players play with little pressure, and they're probably thriving under that, and at least getting along with each other and building some sort of chemistry because they have to. Because at some point down the road, the plan for them is you're gonna be t- mostly you're gonna be together. We're gonna add a few good pieces here and there, and we're gonna have a high pick this and that, but eighty percent of you are gonna be here together. So build this camaraderie now. It's going to be a shit couple seasons, but try to enjoy it and try to learn and try to build your game, right? We don't have that. We're going out there being like, well, if we win 10 out of the next 14, we're which back is, into a wild card which spot. Which is what we've been saying for and, the past 15 and years. And that's the worst fucking mentality with this makeup of players ever. And if Conroy really wants to set his... his um, his mark on this club, he needs to do what no GM has done before on the Flames, at least from what I remember, blow the fucking team up and actually have a plan for the next five years and assume you're going to have this job for five years. And I don't, like, even if ownership and, and you know, the board goes to you, Conroy, and says, we don't agree with this, do it anyway. Grab your balls and do it anyway. Because you know what? I think no matter what happens this time, at least you're going to try something. And if you're worried about getting a job later in your career, I wouldn't worry about that. You're a well-respected ex-player. You were a well-respected player when you were playing. And I think other organizations are going to look at that and be like, you know what? This guy had fucking balls to do it. And we need a guy like that. And some other franchise will pick you up. I don't think you need... This is not career advice. But, you know, what the fuck are you talking about, Jake? Like, what do you know about this shit? But I'm just saying that... You either, you either kind of disappear into the, the average kind of like, you know, how other GMs handled the flames, or you get out there and try to do something completely different and stick out from the crowd, right? You're trying that with bringing in the youth and stuff, and I appreciate that. I like that. I like the, no, the PTO-like strategy that we've had the last few years. I like that you did that differently. I like that you were going to bring up Peloche. I like that... You know, I feel like there's a chance that Zari will come up. I, I like all that shit. And I'm not worried about them not getting playing time. But what I'm worried about is that you're kind of stopping there. And you're stopping short of being someone that could really leave a mark in this club. And I have full faith that someone like you can do it. Because you don't have... This is your first foray as the head GM. So try to do it. Try to be different. Build something here. And I know you're stuck with fucking Huberto and Kadri and like, what can you do, man? But you got to start shaking things up. And I know everyone's saying it's too early. And I see some tweets about guys being like, oh, you know, they played all right, though. Like, you know, they had this and that. Like, you know, like, shut the fuck up. They didn't have a fucking thing. And if you're watching these games, these behind the back passes on the power play that lead to a fucking turnover is some of the most deplorable shit that I've ever seen on this club, in this club. You can't do that, especially if you're a star player. And you just got to realize that sometimes you just cut your losses early despite what you think is going to happen later. Cut it early and just get this over with. We've been here so many fucking times. So many times. So why not try it? What is the worst that's going to happen? You're already fucking third last or second last in the West. So who gives a fuck? What's the worst? You're going to be last? Oh, okay. Well, at least you're going to get a first... You might get a first round pick or first overall pick. So, I guess 
you know, the second that you make those trades, I can guarantee you the fans are going to give you a lot more patience too. They're going to be like, you know what? He's trying something different. Like, fuck it. Let's, let's try to be these, these clubs like Pittsburgh and Chicago and, and fucking Washington and all these guys that fucking tanked one time and then they fucking built some goddamn good teams out of it. Yep. Right? And we missed our chance with like a guy like a Bedard, but that's okay because there's always going to be someone coming. There's always someone, right? And you don't need maybe the super, like the crazy superstar, but if you get three really awesome, core, dependable, loyal guys that you can keep and they're very flexible with the chemistry and they can work with any type of player, that's just as good as having one superstar. Yep. In my opinion. I, right? I, if we could get that, you're, you're, yeah. you're Taves Kane, uh, Duncan Keith, Brent yeah. Seabrook, 100%. Corey Crawford. Like, you get that. You, that that's cup material. Conroy, leave your mark. And, but, leave your mark. I, like, I'm not going to even talk about Huska. It's too early. And I, I don't, again, like... Listen. You know, the bump, like, I agree with you. The new coach bump is not there. But yeah, what you're new right. coach bump? Yeah, I know. I'm saying you're right. It's not there. But, like, I, you know... It's it, the guys are too comfortable with them, right? yeah. And so that's that's again back to the players. Like I don't want to blame the coach anymore. I want to blame the players. It's, Trade the players. It's Get entirely the players' fault because every everything that they wanted, Sutter's out. Sutter's out, man. And literally, you came out in the mid preseason and it's like Sutter's gone. Now it's on us. Well, look how it's going now that it's on you. I, like and there's just like what I, there's no accountability for the players, right? Because. I'm still got my contract. I still got to play. I just got to show up to the media and be a little sheepish and embarrassed and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, there's so much acting like, right? Like Kadri's breaking how many sticks every fucking game now? Dude, chill the fuck out, man. Like, yeah, you're frustrated, but are you really like, are you, are, are, if that, is that legit? And if it is fine, whatever, I can get behind that. But you know what? Sometimes I think this shit's an act. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. To get some sort of like sympathy, you have or to some... show rage because you're yeah. sucking so much. And but, but uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him credit. I'm gonna say it's 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 very genuine, and he's trying to get shit together. Like he was one of our better players in the Rangers game. But I mean, oh man, like I, maybe I'm expecting too much out of this guy. Like, did he ever have a season where he fucking nailed it with like 90 to 100 points or anything? Yeah, like he that? had that season where we signed with... him as a UFA after. Well, there you go. So then, yeah, well, then we expect more out of you, buddy. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. It's just, there is no, uh, there's no character. It needs to start, it needs to start with Lindholm and Hannafin are need to be deadline day deals. And you need to get picks for those guys as yeah. best that you can. And Lindholm and Hannafin, goodbye. And like honestly, our D prospects are slim to none. Because look, you look at Osterley and Gilbert, who have sucked so much that they brought up, you know, Solovnov. Solo. Yeah, Solo. The, like he's he's here, and you look at his numbers in the AHL, and you're like, okay. And however you want to spin it, <laughs> it's not yeah, good. No. But like we have no depth anymore on D, and. Uh, that's because you're just it's just piss poor asset management. Like Valamaki's gone, and you know we need to we need to get something for these guys. Because what's the point of re-signing Hannafin and Lindholm? Tell me what's the point. Sure, you uh, I don't agree. Solidify with it, so. a D spot, but oh, nothing about Hannafin's play has really uh, yeah. ever inspired me since his arrival. I, I will say that if they're just signing him, like let's say it's a reasonable contract stuff, and they're just trying to guarantee that they will get. Return back from on a trade. Fine, I can maybe but get behind but we're, that. We're but we're not. We're not doing that. But he's not good enough to be a deadline day big fucking deal for us. Sure, but he's good rate. enough to be a deadline day second round pick. Do you really want a second round out of That's him? all we're gonna get, man. And yeah. it starts Unless with he Lindholm up. should net us a first. Should yeah. Like Lindholm should get us a first from a a Boston or you know a, maybe a Philadelphia or a Buffalo if they make the playoffs we should be getting that first round pick from those guys yeah. for those kinds of players that we can send there i mean hanifin those kind of defensemen might 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 just get he you he might thrive at a different team yeah just like sure. just like a lindholm like if lindholm had a proper but, fucking playmaker like he probably what we it. need for these guys is assets and i just don't see a point in re-signing these players anymore because 
I don't know how it's going to make any difference if our absolute core squad, our players like Uyghur, Huberto, Kadri, are not even close to performing up to expectations or potential. And we have <laughs> a lot of painful years ahead as a Flames fan because uh, it's bleak. It's bleak. Very bleak. Listen, any other thoughts on today's Heritage Classic? I like... I, I just want... You know that the Oilers are going to look at this as a bounce back for their season type game. And that's how we're turn. looking at the game too. Uh, are, yeah. yeah. Well, I think on paper we are, but I feel like the Oilers are actually going to show some like uh, they're going to show conviction toward that, right? Whereas our guys are just going to. I feel like we're just going to flake if we're down to nothing. I right? think the return of McDavid is a huge booing moment for the Oilers. Like you got your captain back, the best player in the league for the Heritage Classic. Um, it's just in my mind, it's spelling certain doom for the Flames. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think I speak on behalf of both of us. This goes without saying, but we want the Flames to win this. Like, oh know, yeah, we, I, I could lose. You gotta every win game. this game. I, I could lose every game of the fucking season as long as we don't lose against the Oilers, then I'll be somewhat satisfied, right? But, um, I think our guys. Okay, I'll give. Okay, I'm gonna be a little bit more positive here. I think our guys will come out flying, right, right off the puck drop. I just think that it's something's going to happen that's just going to break the back of our team. And then it's just going to kind of be some mediocre finish where we lose, right? Don't want to lose to these fucking assholes, but like, unfortunately, their team is better than ours. And they just got, they got the star power. And our star power sucks. Yeah, what, what star power? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the guy that we're paying 10 fucking million a year right now, he's are supposed to be our star. Right, the other guy that we're paying eight or nine a year, also supposed to be our star. Both of them not doing what we need them to do. Now, we're how many games in? Eight, eight, seven, uh, whatever, seven, eight games in. Okay, yes, early. We still got fucking seventy-two games left, or whatever it is. Right, we need to see. We need to wait and see what's going to happen here. But I just think that we don't have what it takes to do what management thinks that they, or sorry, what management wanted from this team this season. We don't. And the earlier we realize it, the better we're off, better off we're going to be. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm imploring fucking Conroy, do something different. And even if we turn around, like I said, it doesn't benefit us in the long run. It doesn't. Everyone's one year older next season. You make the playoffs out first round. Everyone's one year older next season. Nothing changes. And you got no assets to fucking from the draft, right? You got no assets. So I just don't see what the point is of even turning it around anyway. I'm here as a fan to watch them win. Of course, I'm here to see them win a cup, of course. But it's, you know, as, a, as someone that I feel like I, I'd like to think I'm rational about this team sometimes, maybe 52% of the time, but I want this team to win a cup before I fucking die. And the only way that's going to happen is at some point in some seasons, you're just going to have to fucking bend over and take it and just try to get some fucking asset. Because with a salary cap type league and with a reward failure type league, you have to unfortunately do these things, right? It's just the reality of the situation. So play the game. Play the fucking game, right? The Oilers ruined it for everybody, so tanking doesn't guarantee it, but at least get a top three pick. Because at the way, the rate that all these kids are coming up with the talent, you know, the top five picks are going to be great. More times than not. I think the, the depths of these drafts are only going to get better and better. These kids are playing fucking six times a week now. Like, they got all these, like, special coaches and conditioning and all this shit when they're, like, eight. You know, they're all going to come up great. So get a top five as much as you can for a few years and then see what happens. Just see what happens. Otherwise, you're gonna make the playoffs. These fucking guys. What the fuck's gonna come out of it? We're gonna be out in the first round. Well, yeah. So great. And then you have the fifteenth pick. Way to go. What the fuck is that gonna do? Yeah, it's just you can't. So it's just kind of like you know. I don't want our boys to fail, but I kind of want them to fail. You know, like just just for the sake of this franchise. Well, it's a team. It's a team mentality. This team is not going to win. We need to look at the franchise future. And that, that's all it is. And, and it's just... <laughs> nobody in their right mind can look at this Flames team and say, we have a remote shot at anything with them. <laughs> Nothing. 
Not a hope in hell. I mean, we have the best goalie prospect in the league pretty much who we've buried in the AHL because we couldn't move Ladar or we, we couldn't move Markstrom. But, like, this guy should be playing. He should be there every day. He should be getting that experience. And this is that. This is why you draft players and give them a chance. And when they perform, you need to get you need to get them into the franchise. But whatever. I mean, fuck. I I, I hope we win tonight. We yeah. won't, but I really hope we do. And Everyone, fuck, yeah. I want to beat Edmonton so bad in that game, but ah, I just can't. I just can't see it happening. And then you know they're probably going to go on to like a five game win streak after this because of us. And, yeah, but, but yeah, you know, who just, knows? Uh, time but, to time to cash it in and get some assets. Yeah, because and, and <laughs> fire our scouting department while you're at it. Bring in some new scouts or just hire somebody who's going to draft somebody different. Because honestly, our picks have been <sighs> uninspiring to say the least. And well, I feel bad because like I I thought Rizushka had a good start this season and he had that really unfortunate. Injury. I don't know how long he's out for. I, I thought it was worse than what it sounded like, but uh, I thought it looked like a dislocated shoulder, which takes quite a bit of time to get back. But I think it wasn't maybe as bad. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, yeah. But um, it's unfortunate, Peluche. Yeah, that so there's one's a couple sad. Things, there's a couple things that worked against us. Well, the other Peluche, I think the there's two injuries, right? Um, but yeah, like I think... You also maybe don't want to bring up Wolf in this environment because, like, he's just going to get peppered. And do you want to fuck up his confidence? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's good for him. Maybe he needs to be peppered with shots. Like, I don't know what the answer is there. But we do have a fucking asset there. And I think we got one more year to, like, make sure that he gets a chance. Otherwise, if you keep him there for two more years, like, you're just going to have a fucking Phillips repeat. And... And then the irony is that is going to be that if he does continue the way he plays, and then someone else recognizes that, you know he's going to get a fucking starting position somewhere, and then he's going to have a shutout against us. You just know it's going to happen. Just like when fucking Phillips scored against us, and assisted by no less by Sonny Milano, right? It just you just know that this shit is poetic against the Flames. So just don't don't leave it to adventure. Just fucking do it. Deal deal Markstrom and then. Bring Wolf up, right, if you can. I think Markstrom can fetch, maybe he could fetch you a first if he keeps playing like this by the deadline, maybe. I don't know. It's not going to be a very high first, but someone will maybe fork it out. Never know, injuries that come up. Yeah. Like, I feel like those teams in those positions, though, they already have an established Yeah, but look at, look, at, look at the Rangers, right? They still picked up quick, right? Yeah, but not for a first. No, I know, yeah. but like my point is that they, there are teams that will try to Get and him. You're, if you're picking up Markstrom, you're picking up years on that contract. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so but, it's just a hard, it's a hard move. Trust me, I'd like to make it. Yeah, I know. I but I'm just saying theoretically, right? You know, a lot of things got to fucking fall into place here in the next few years. But we've really handcuffed ourselves at this point, and I still don't blame Trelving for these. I mean, I thought that was the best move he could do, but. Man, oh man, like, you just got to work with it now, right? Huberto might be the most disciplining, disappointing player I've ever experienced on the Flames. Yeah, he's definitely up there for me. I'm just basically... Unless he, unless he turns it around here, but I mean... At a loss for words. Like, how much time do you need to turn it around? <laughs> We're, well, judging we're, we're, we're pushing, judging took me seven years to get a four-year degree. I think you know some people deserve. We're, a chance. we're pushing a hundred games here in Flames uniform, and uh, yeah, I think there's one game maybe where you know his agent came out on Twitter and said something, and he's like, "Yeah, my agent fired me up," and then it was just back to the back to same old shit. But maybe wasn't the maybe problem. he has an absolute barn burner tonight. You know, I've been yeah. saying that for the past year and a half, so. Uh, I hope so. But again, I don't hope so because <laughs> go, I want flames, my, go. Yeah, I want my fucking first first overall pick, man. I don't fucking like I still remember arguing with that one guy on Twitter just like he's he was just like, you know, arguing with me about this whole first getting a first pick, blah blah blah. I'm like, you know, dude, I was right, man. Look look at this fucking team now. You know, like 
unknown guy on Twitter, like, fuck you. Like, you just, you just don't know, man. Like, you don't, like, there are, there are some people that just, they're just so short-sighted with this shit. Like, even if you turn this club around, answer me this. What are you going to get out of it? What are you going to get out of it? Pride? Okay. Pride was out the fucking window a long time ago in this club, right? Um, you know, just, like, it just doesn't make sense, guys. Like, this team is not going to do what this club needs to strive for. No. You need to strive for a cup. Can you, and honestly, look at me in the eyes and answer me honestly that if, we turn, if this team turns it around and plays to their max potential, did they have a chance? To win this fucking thing? No. No. Boston's going to make us look like a fucking junior B team. <laughs> like, it's not going to be even fucking close. Because keep in mind, these teams that are fucking good, when they get into the playoffs, they go to the next gear. We're going to be, I can assure you this, we'd have to be at our max gear to just make the playoffs. We got no other gear after that. We're going to enter the playoffs exhausted. Because we just aren't good enough. Then there's teams like Boston that can go into sixth gear and then really make a monkey out of you. Right? So, you know, you just, it, this team is just not there. And you just have to fucking, you got to plan for the future now. And I think Conroy has an excellent opportunity to really stick out from what all prior GMs have done. And you know what? In fairness to Trelving, he did stick out. He made big moves. He did some drafts that were great. He got fucked over by Fox. What can you do? But, you know, you could really stand out and do something completely different. Rebuild, blow up the team and rebuild it. And then at least we all go to the fucking shitty saddle dome and we sit in those shitty seats that haven't been fucking vacuumed in fucking 15 years. And we can finally look at this club and be like, you know, it's fine when they're losing fucking 5-1 or whatever it is. Because it's like, we have a plan. We have a fucking plan. We're going to try to get some first overalls, maybe some seconds, maybe a third. Don't care. Never had that before. <laughs> so I can at least leave knowing that that's happening. But right now I'm leaving the saddle dome going like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know? And then I see on our fucking Twitter page, it's like, oh, everyone's wearing nice suits and shit like that for a game. Yeah, way to go. You have your McGruff fucking trench coat on and like, you're playing like shit. Who gives a fuck? Right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm done. But, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I hope we beat the fucking Oilers. Uh, I, just, I just don't, you know, I just don't know what to do to get this team to play better. And clearly Ryan Huska doesn't have a fucking clue either. So. I'm not blaming Huska right now. This this team's just not good. No, enough. I mean the fact that we thought hiring Huska would be a good idea. Yeah, okay. We watched but... that happen the whole 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 year, and you know, <laughs> if we're gonna do the internal thing, we should have done Mitch Love. But oh man, I I would have been a huge fan of trying Mitch Love. Huge well, fan. We didn't. So no, I know, and we didn't try Phillips, and he scored against us. We didn't try Milano, and they set up Phillips' goal. <laughs> like, like, you just knew... I wish I just fucking had my gambling app open. Because you knew that was going to happen. At least the Phillips goal, you knew it was going to happen. That just... That just... That shit just gravitates toward us. That kind of stuff always happens to us, man. Like, you just know that, like, Balamaki one of these days is just going to fucking score a howitzer against us. And, <laughs> yeah. just, and then just, like, you know, just taunt our bench after or some shit but there's no one there to taunt anymore because the guy that didn't want him is not there anymore right well yeah so enjoy the game two and a half hours till uh well there's probably going to be a bunch of pomp and circumstance before the game <laughs> probably not going to drop it till 5 30 so enjoy th this uh three hours you know sit down we're gonna watch we'll order some pizza yeah. have some beer have some beer just fans just, just enjoy the failure just laugh. Laugh at the turnover. Laugh at the shot that went over the fucking glass Like when you're in the slot. Just laugh. You know, you're doing yourself and your stress a favor. Just laugh at the shit. All right, what do you think the score will be? I think it'll be... Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give us some more... I think it's going to be tight. I think we're going to only lose maybe 3-2. All right, I'm going to stick with my 5-1 uh, McDavid, wow. McDavid hat trick. 
Get the fuck out of my house, man. <laughs> yeah. I, my head says that. My heart says, uh, yeah, my heart says 2-1 Flames yeah. with a Coronado power play snipe as the game winner. That's, yeah, I, I would like to see Coronado get a little bit more, a little that's, more looks. That's my heart prediction. My head prediction is yeah. we're going to get thumped. My heart, though, 2-1. 2-1, baby. Two good one. luck, fellas. Good luck, and good luck to everyone that's watching this game. Yeah. And Just as, enjoy it. As always, for what it's worth. thanks for listening. You know, we appreciate it so much, and it's just going to be a rough ride, I think, this year. But, hey, we're here to uh, smooth the bumps along the way, of which there will be many. You got anything else? Nope. Enjoy the game. Thank you for listening wherever you are in the world. You have yourselves good morning, wonderful afternoon, and a great night. Go Flames, go. Bye-bye. Right.